irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to the Power of Love Radio Show, only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power of Love Radio Show, sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation. We believe that through the power of love, everything is possible. Everything is possible with love on your side. I am TJ Jackson, and I'm here with my middle brother, Terrell Jackson. Yo, yo. I'm here with Taj Jackson. Hello. And I'm here with another one of our brothers. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to even call him a friend, because this is like the, the, the other brother from me. Uh, as a youngster, my earliest memories, all of them, <laughs> with this guy <laughs> sitting here. I can't even say it straight, because it's just a smile. This guy's in all my early memories, so he's a brother to me. Uh, Mr. Louis Tapia. Yeah. So, hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Louis. So, okay, before I get it to Louis, let me do all this. We're live on the Power of Love radio show. If you're listening to us right now, thank you for joining us. We have Twitter at DDJ Foundation where you could tweet us your comments, your questions, uh, anything you want to share or contribute to the show. We also have a phone number that you can call in. I got the confirmation from Louie. We're, we're good at accepting phone calls today. If you have any questions, it's going to be a fun show. Call us at 323-203-0815. Again, that's 323-203-0815. We are not licensed therapists. We're just ordinary people who have experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it, and we've learned from it. If, and we want to share our opinions in an attempt to help you overcome whatever you're going through. If you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and find it. Don't just rely on us. So, first of all, how's everyone doing? Good. It's 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 this is a this is a fun show. I, I can't stop saying it because I'm looking to my right and seeing someone that's that's yeah. like a bro. I asked him, does he want to be a co-host or does he want to be guest today? And what'd you say, Lou? Guest. <laughs> he wants to be a guest. <laughs> guest. He wants he to wants make to fill sure. it out first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, how was everyone's week? Uh, starting with me, I guess. Uh, it was good. We, we won. Yeah, congratulations. I always, I always go with baseball, I guess. First. Yeah, you, you always do. Baseball. I love baseball. baseball You're wearing an angel shirt, too. Sure so. I am, representing. Um, <laughs> tough game. We won, though. 3 nothing. Okay. Um, so that brings our record to 2-4, and four, which okay. is not good. Well, last but time I talked to you, we you, were you won place. your first game. Uh, and then yeah. you won another one that quick? No, no, no. We, we've been losing. It took yeah, a while to win. No, because those were preseason. He doesn't oh. mention when he loses. So now, no, I mentioned <laughs> that's all we've been doing is losing. But we won our last game. Um, and then the other thing that's going on is Bryce and Adrian are doing like modeling, printed, okay, print cool. stuff, which is really good. And they Bryce went on his first uh, audition, and he booked the job, which is great. Yay. I'm very excited for him. The only problem it is conflicts with baseball. I have a game on Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. And Friday is the. So. Are you allowed to say what he booked? We're all curious. Um, I, I it's guess confident. it's confident. A six. Oh, cool! Shoot. Yeah, it's print, so um, it's awesome. great. But it's on, it's on the time, the day that he has a game. Hey. So hopefully, he'll it be works able to play. out. Yeah, we need him. He pitched actually pretty good. I was, I was actually shocked. That is so proud. cool. But so that that's my uh, big thing. That and music. Always doing music. Todd Jackson, what are you up to? I'm just doing a lot of photography stuff. But um, what I'm Taj, most excited you about, you really don't get in the mic. What I'm most is excited it about it is. He should know. Well, I, I got to stay consistent here. Um, what I'm most excited about was Prison Break started again. So, mm. um, you know, that was kind of really cool for me. Did you watch it? I did. I did watch it. I watched half. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's very nostalgic for me. But at the same time, they, I realized that both the stars are producers. Mm. And it was kind of like a, a passion project, bringing it back. I'm just happy for them. You know, you could tell they, they everyone fits. Perfectly. Yeah. So, cool. You know, I like to see. Comebacks. When did that first come on air? It was a while. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. Like almost. They 10 lost years their ago. footing at one point, and so you know, I like comebacks. <laughs> yeah, I like comeback it. kid. I like good one, Taj. I like that. So f- for me, real quick before I get to Lou, I'm gonna keep it short. I've been painting a lot. Uh, a lot have of you us, been painting, or I, have other people? I, I was gonna painting. say, have you been supervising? I've been painting, but uh, I, I had a little fiasco where I spilled the paint, so I had to clean it up, oh. which was. 
on carpet or it, it's no it's on the like the acrylic yeah but it, it's all good it came it, out it came, yeah it came out yeah. it was a pain but how much do you charge for painting <laughs> i need some backdrops my first time painting. ever painting <laughs> anything well how was it? i'm did i'm in a phase a in my life where i'm trying to experience everything yeah. i'm trying to do everything you know and i've learned a lot mm-hmm. so i mean i obviously see a lot of things painting i have a lot of ideas for painting but i never have actually done it so now, did cool. you do it the right way did you paint no i didn't did it. You I, tape it you put newspaper okay. down i so, saw his instagram you're right so the first part the first one i didn't do it the right uh-huh. you're right lou i took the shortcut <laughs> I saw it too. yeah i saw it. but then i painted another thing and I put the tape down. Why? Because I learned. Because I learned. Yeah, I was using Clorox wipes as erasers. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it was, it was awful. And how how'd it go? It how, went all right. I, the color could have been a bit different, but it was fun. It was good. You would do it again? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It depends. I think I would. It's therapeutic. Did, I saw JoJo was helping you. JoJo was helping. Okay. Did yeah, they start to help you and then leave you with the job? No, the Joe end? wanted to stay. I actually had to tell her to come and go inside. Oh, that's good. Because yeah, normally people want to start and then they all leave. No, they're, they're on spring break, so it was a nice little bonding thing. It was that's cool. Nice. That's good. nice. Louis, you're that's spring. Right. You're on spring break. I'm on spring break. So. That's why we're we had the privilege of having you that's here. That's right. You're on spring break. That's right. Um, what, how was your week? All I've done is sleep. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. My uh, two daughters and my wife are away mm-hmm. uh, on a girls trip. And so I got the whole house and I decided to sleep. <laughs> what time's the party? Uh, yeah, yeah, they come home today, so the party's over. But yeah, oh, on spring break, it's uh, just kind of a time to reboot. Yeah. Um, kind of take a little time for myself. Good. And then, you know, looking forward to summer right around the corner. Time you get for one you- week or two weeks? We get one because we get three during Christmas or winter break. Okay. Uh, uh, now, most of you, actually, I think all of you don't know, but Louis is a, a teacher. has been in the education field for forever. 23, 23, 23 years. 23 years. So Louis our, our education expert. Um, he's, I don't know about that. <laughs> Dude, I'm so, I am. I, trust me, I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's actually, yeah, yeah, he does. So um, the, the, before, you know, I'll just dive into um, it. Real quick, though, yes. mention, mention his wife as well. You go ahead. So, also, we had Mara on the show. Miss Mara Tapia. Yes. Um, so, that's Louis' wife. Mm-hmm. My better half. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the way better half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but like she, she was a guest yeah. a couple months ago on the show. Yeah. So, um, Louis' looking for the same treatment, but I doubt he'll get that. <laughs> yeah. uh, anything, did, did you want to talk about anything before no, go I ahead, dive go in? go ahead. Yeah? As far as what? Just uh, anything with Lou. Personal stuff. Any... Is there any pass, or you just want to just dive yeah, we'll in? Get, yeah, I'll, 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 we'll get okay. into the show. I'll bring it all up. Well, I mean, you did go with us on the Brotherhood I tour. Did. Yeah, and, yeah. and you tutored Austin. I did. Uh, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> that it's, wasn't planned, though, well, was well, it? No, no, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that uh, in 1984, when I pulled up to Encino Little League uh, to play baseball. That, on what team? Uh, the Angels. That's right. The Angels. Um that my best friends from that age till now would still be the same people. Yeah. And then yeah. to be able to experience uh, a lot of really cool things and to learn a lot uh, is just stuff that I've carried over in my life. I mean, who, who, is, who gets to experience one of the most amazing families and their last name isn't Jackson? It's, mm. you know, Tapia. Yet you get all the privilege of watching the work ethic, watching um, what it takes to be successful. And it's really just that type of um, early exposure that allows you to be successful. Yeah, I, I like Thanks. that. Thank yeah. you, Lou. Awesome. So a fun fact for, for all the 3T listeners out there. Uh, Louie was with us on the, the Brotherhood tour, which was 96? Or, yeah, or was it just 97? 97? No, it was, it was 90. I graduated from Santa Barbara, finished playing baseball. It was 97. It was 97. 97. Yeah. Okay. So Louis had a job on the on the on the Brotherhood. He didn't tour. know it at the time. <laughs> he didn't. We, he didn't know it before he started. <laughs> no, because right? it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. So Louis, do you want to share what your your main job on the Brotherhood oh, tour I, was? I had a few, um, but the main one was I had to pull pull a girl out of the audience for one for what song? Tease me. Tease me. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was hard. So if you weren't selected. To be come on stage with us back in '97, it's all Louis' fault. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. much what I'm trying to well, say. Well, I, I still, I'm still in awe of of what I witnessed out there. You know, it's it different, was, right? It's different. It was just an amazing being a history major 
and being able to travel and then just to see the love that they have for you guys and your family it was it was it was special yeah it was special cool how, i have a question how how important do you think it is for people to travel because you know oh. that america americans don't travel well if much. you if you talk to my wife mm-hmm. I, I don't i'm not a big traveler because of my anxiety mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to get over it um i've traveled more since i i've gotten married and yeah. she kind of pushes me super important i'm still disappointed at all of us for Mm -hmm. the way we didn't experience our trip there you know Mm -hmm. i mean i know it was hard to get out but i still have like a like a wasted opportunity (laughs) it was a huge wasted opportunity for all those countries we thought we were or at least i thought this was going to happen for us every well we we all thought (laughs) we all thought that was going to be the case so you know i I can look at the you know the eiffel tower from my hotel room no worries i'll see you next time and Mm. i regret that but i think it's very important yeah you meet yeah you meet people from different cultures as well so i think it's you know super important because then you when you see stuff on the news or whatever you're you have something to kind of reference it with yeah. if it goes against what you experienced yeah. as well as a teacher what has been the biggest change in in your profession ah it's a good question um i think the biggest change is the accountability that they are trying to have a test determine if a student is con- I guess classified as successful. So a score will determine if you are proficient, advanced, or basic. Um, as we know, you can't put a score on a child. There are some students who test horribly, but are super smart. You know, it, it, a one score can't determine who who that kid is. Tajray. So I think the biggest the biggest change is that we're working towards kind of changing from. You know, a test on Monday, a test on Tuesday, to more of mastery grading where kids are doing more problem solution uh, assignments. Are just, you sorry? Just so our listeners know, what age? Uh, oh, I teach the hardest, middle school. Middle school. Why is, is that the hardest? Um, they're going through puberty. Uh, they, it's just a really hormones. Hormones. So, what is that age range from? Um, God, I, so we get sixth graders that are still little, ba- are still young. I think they're ten, and they can go all the way up to fourteen, thirteen, okay. fourteen, depending on their birthdays, right? So you have right. some old, some young. What is protocol? Protocol. Am I saying that word right? Parochial? No, protocol. 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 Thank you, Tara. You're welcome. Any, anytime you need to here. <laughs> you should know, dude. You have all I the know. vocabulary. I, my, my mind sometimes Well, you'd be interested here. to know. Like a, a lot of the stuff I've learned that I teach our my students, yeah. I learned I f- watching you guys. I, I especially taught them not to be like Terrell yeah. as a student. <laughs> Smart. Uh, that's why you're an amazing teacher. Because Louis, <laughs> you're an amazing Would teacher. you ever guess that I'd be the one correcting Yeah, I, that's why right? I'm not even look no. at Terrell. But yeah, you keep correcting Louis, me. Louis's known us forever. Yes. He was there from day one. So yes. as far as 3T stuff, he was the guy that can write the book. And as far as educations and brothers and stuff, he knows I was the one that was lagging <laughs> yeah. behind a little bit. So if anyone writes a book on Taj Terrell teaching 3T, it, if, unless it's from Louie, if it's from Louie, yeah. he's I got the... I that. <laughs> he knows. I do. All right. love it. So here's my question. How has it changed if a kid comes into school and you get you know tipped that there has been a significant loss. They lost a parent. They lost their families going through divorce. What is the pro- protocol, protocol for handling that? Is, is there any or or what does Louis do? In um, that Over twenty three years, you've had yeah, to experience it's, this. It's it's um it's difficult because some of that information is not released to teachers, so we may not know for so, like privacy reasons. Yeah, okay. so um. Basically, if we receive documentation, um, an IEP, or if we get notified that, then we're a little bit more um, able to accommodate some of the the difficulties they may have. So we've experienced a couple students who, um, the area we work in, it's uh, mm-hmm. there's high crime, high violence. Um, one of uh, our young girls, her mother was murdered, had to move in with her grandfather, came to our academy. Um, and she tells us how this has become a family for her. Mm. So it's really just about being there to make them feel uh, special, that someone's there to um, kind of take care of them. And it really, uh, research says it just takes one, one person mm. to actually, uh, one teacher to make a difference in a student's life. So that's awesome. Man. That's kind of what, 
we have been building for these since I, you know, since you've been kind of helping me out with all of this for the last six years. Mm. Just something that's different than your traditional public school. Mm. Wow. So. LeBron James is opening his own public school in Africa. Is he? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I didn't. Mm, no. So it's becoming um, with the transition from Obama to Trump. Um, education is in a is in a transformation. Transformation how? Um, public schools uh, were really one of the main public versus private. Let's say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys went to Buckley. Um, I teach it uh, a public school for LA Unified. Um, there are now charter schools. Um, Trump's administration is talking about vouchers and giving parents more choice as to where they um, would like to go. Uh, so it's really providing, I see it as an opportunity. Others see it as a uh, attack on, on public school. Mm. Um, I, I just try to make, we're just trying to make the best school we possibly can. So when you're saying there may be vouchers, that yeah. means a, a parent can choose what school and it well, be a charter school. Or? So well, so like if let's say for example, just let's say a school costs twenty thousand dollars, the government you get funded by the government for um, a set amount of money. That student could take that money and use it towards a private school, but the parents then have to supplement what's left. Mm. But it's um, an opportunity for um, some students to get into like a religious school. Some, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's an opportunity. It opens up more choice for families. I like that. I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I just had to pay Buckley. <laughs> I would love a voucher because that is no joke. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 quite a it's really a great opportunity right now. California is different because it's California, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens for the remainder of the time that that this all occurs. Now, Lou, you used to coach, you used to head coach baseball yes, yes. at our old school at Buckley. Buckley. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and my wife's from Buckley, so I, I should have just went to Buckley. You sure should have. <laughs> couldn't afford it. Yeah, you were all there. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, but my thing, I was going to go somewhere, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, my question is, because obviously you love you love teaching. Um, you teach now. You're baseball head coach at Buckley for, for how many years? For, was that? Uh, 15. For a while. Yeah. Different kind of baseball, isn't Different. it? I told you. Yeah. I gave you We're warning. getting there. Um, so my question is, why did, what made you get into teaching? Uh, it's a good question. Um, I, I just... Loved, I, I just loved it. And then, well, let, let me be honest. Let me be honest. I had two choices. I could get a job, um, and my parents were going to kick me out of the house if I didn't. So I said, oh, I'm going to try to be a teacher. And I started off as a substitute. So when I got back from tour, I started substituting, and I just loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And uh, I haven't left. It's, it's it just, you're on the same schedule as your children. Yeah. Um, you are making a difference every single day. And these kids truly appreciate. Can I make a, can I make a confession? I, I dream about being a teacher. I really do. So I, I don't know if I've told you that before that I want to be a teacher, but I will probably be talking to you about it. And, and this is five, maybe ten years. But I, I think twenty. You said? <laughs> 20 I think being a teacher is so cool. I don't know why. It's great. It, because in, you can yeah. really influence. Yeah. I, I think you named, nailed it right. You're on your kid's schedule, and you can influence people that. And they can, like, I remember some things. My teacher, we talked about that. Taj and Terrell, you guys have Holbeck, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Dr. You guys, it's, it's such a great position to do good, you know, in such a cool, subtle way. So I, I've been thinking about being a teacher. It's, um, you know. I mean, at least for a couple of years, I'd love to try. Yeah, you, once you start, you wouldn't stop. Because it's, it's before it was, it was more difficult because of the, the way that we taught. We were teaching, you know, 20th century books. Um, in mm-hmm. our public schools back in the day, you, you couldn't write in your book or you got charged yeah. for it. Yeah. So there were a lot of things that really inhibited that technology is really um, transformed. Uh, Big time, right? And it's fun. And, and, yeah. and teaching, you wake up. Every, I mean, I'm there first one to school. I'm there, open the classrooms, kids are in. And it, it's really about trying to create an environment where our kids um, learn to love. And let me make it right, because this is something that TJ, I've always, I always 
listen to some. TJ's is always the smartest one out of y'all. Wait, wait. I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry. I Let me turn I saw the next thing. Hold on. I, I I'm sorry. I think you're, you're lying. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Say that one more time, Yeah, Luke. TJ, he's always been the one that I... <laughs> I don't know about I mean, I learned all my... I love it. Seriously. I love it. But the one thing I always remember TJ saying has always been... It's weird because you kind of have a heart of a teacher. It's always learn to love learning. It was never mm-hmm. about, it was always learning, learning something I, new. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. Because you got to grow. You got to grow. Now, Louie, you majored in history. I did. And one thing that I, I remember, and I think you probably still do at time to time, um, Jeopardy. Yes. That's one of my favorite memories of you. You used to come over and you would turn on the TV and watch Jeopardy. I did. And, and I was always amazed at how much you knew. That that was that was <laughs> Look at the smile. Oh, yeah, was I was it's that was great. back in my day, man, when I, I used to love it, but now I really literally I, I probably as bad as you. I'm on YouTube all day learning mm-hmm. how to code. So yeah. it's changed. The world has changed. The teacher doesn't have to go to school anymore. I mean, you can learn everything you want yeah. mm-hmm. if you just research it. Okay, so that, that brings me to my next question. Okay, Obviously, you've been teaching 20-plus years. Mm-hmm. So you have seen the transition from when you started to where it is now. Yes. Um, bringing in technology, iPads, computers. How, does, is that helping? Is it hurting? Is it both? Okay, it's a great question because you're going to have you're going <laughs> you're going to have different you're you're going to have it's it's different. Okay, so um, you are looking at some people who don't let their children use technology. They they don't use it at home. Um, they don't use it all day, etc. But the students that we're working with, they need to learn how to use it properly in order to compete in the job markets that's going to be mm-hmm. coming. So it depends on, like my children, they don't use tech. They don't. They're not allowed to use any technology during the school week. Period. But they, but they have to use it in school. Or? Some. Um, my oldest, Dylan, has it um, in fifth grade. She's using uh, Chromebooks. Charlie, she's in third. She's not using them because some schools it's, it's mandatory. Like uh, Bryson, well, I don't know. Yeah, if Adrian, yeah, Adrian too. It, it all have. depends on if you're using it to transform the way your kids are learning. So, like changing the way that TJ had to annotate. Right, he would write in the in the mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. on the side, highlighting. Everything can be done now with yeah. technology, but you also remember. My students, I have students with disabilities as well, so I need to be able to provide uh, different ways for them to be assessed. So I have a student that can't write, so he does all of his, and he's brilliant, one of the smarter kids, but he does everything verbally, so he records it. That's, That's what the technology is supposed to do. Now, I know for a fact when my kids fall asleep in class, and I pull them up and I say, what have you been doing? They're... They're not watching TV. They're on YouTube 24-7. Really? That's all they do. They're, I don't even know some of the musicians they listen to. I don't know. I, I used to be able to just go on like the top 50 billboard and go, okay, I'm going to learn this song. Kendrick Lamar. I can learn that song. I'll figure mm-hmm. it out. I can juju on the beat. I can learn all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't keep up with them because they, it's just. It also moves quick. It moves so fast. Yeah. It moves so fast. Lou, do you, do you think that because there's technology now in the schools, not all of them, but do you think that affects a kid's writing? Writing, the ability to write, how much practice he's getting with the um, pen, or you know, or it, it, really it depends. A... It depends. There's, there's. What do they say? You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So there's always been. Oh, now technology, you don't need to write. You know, the Windows Surface Pro, you use the pen, you can mm-hmm. write. It's, it, it just depends what you're going to do. You know, we're not. When's the last time you wrote a letter and mailed it? Yeah, right. That's true. So. The skills, 21st century skills. All right, we're going to take our first phone call. Who do we have on the line right now? Hi, this is Cam. Hi, Kim. How are you? Pam, P-A-M. Hi, Pam. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I, 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 I'm listening to my crappy cell phone, so oh, I apologize. Oh, good. No, I, I, was listening, I was listening to your topic where you're talking about uh, uh, school and uh um, I uh, helped my niece out with my three uh, nephews, and I actually um, had a question for Louie in terms of dealing with their the ages that they are, are 11, uh, soon to be 10 on tax day, and, and 9. And uh, one of the challenges that I'm having with them is I, I've been trying to work with them on my own. I, don't, I have them every weekend, but as they've now gotten older and... Um, you know they live in a rough a very rough neighborhood and trying to 
work with them and augment what they're getting in the classroom, but there's a lot of disruption in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So trying to kind of work through that has been um, rather difficult. So are you are you asking how to work through the, the difficulties in the classroom or what what skills you could be focusing on at that age range? Say more, I guess skills, kind of both, yeah. skills with that age range as well as um, dealing with uh, sure. so, children in challenging neighborhoods. Because I, I come from that neighborhood, uh -huh. but I'm a lot older. I'm, I'm, I'm 55 years old, so it's a very different time than it is now so my my first thing and and my first thing i would say to any parent is you need to be loud and vocal about what you want in that classroom because if not nothing will change so you're saying be when you're saying being loud make your your voice heard make to your, the teachers start with the teacher so there's protocol right okay. So, and I, and you guys know me, unfortunately, I never follow protocol. So I just go straight up to the top. Okay. But that's, and I recommend that because it's, you know, we're in a competitive environment for students and the teacher needs to manage that classroom. If that classroom is not being managed, it's the right of the parent to go in and, 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 and do something about it. Because if you don't make your voice heard, no. then they're not going to do anything. No. And then your kid is the one who's going to be suffering from Correct. it. Correct. And then the other thing is, um, is, she still, is Pam still on the yeah. phone? Pam, are they boys? Are they all boys? They're all boys. Yeah, that's your first problem. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. Boys are different. But, it, but boys, it, has been a, it, it has been a challenge because, um, keep in mind, these are my, they're my grandnephews. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not, the, I'm not the parent. And so uh, last year, I think it was last year, my mom and I, because um, they've been going through, uh, it's, it's like for the, this particular school, because I've been trying to get my niece to take them out of that school, mm -hmm. because I think they just have this, they're not alone, but they just have this reputation as like troublemakers now. Right. So the problem is that that's, and that's the viewpoint that people have of them. Not all of the teachers, because you know, they, they have had some teachers that have been very patient and tried to work with them, but we, we actually spent like half a day in my oldest nephew's uh, classroom, and you know, we got in the classroom. I'm like, oh my god! Now it, the, the the teacher has grown a bit. It was, I think, that may have been his first his first year. Oh, yeah. But over half the classroom, it was so disruptive, mm -hmm. and they had, I want to say, maybe five or six kids that were like um, kind of in a little reading group. There was one little boy that was that was just on his own. I mean, you know, he was trying to like be disruptive to get my mom and, and my attention. Um, but he was just kind of, I, I guess, you know, maybe they could work with him, but he was just kind of off to the side, but there was so much disruption going on. And so I said to my mother, why in the heck are we getting calls when pretty much half over half the classroom is basically in, you know, yeah. having issues you're talking yeah I mean, this, and so, this, yeah this is a big problem this i know it's a big it's a problem and and you know a, a disruptive classroom what we talk about are is engagement time you know you have a 50 minute period or a 60 minute period if you spend i don't know 25 minutes of that disciplining kids you now are left with a little bit of time to teach um but the most important thing yeah. and this is what i tell this is what i'll tell any parent when they get into middle school, the most important thing that they need to continue to do, and I guarantee I will have the support of all three of these guys, they need to read. Because mm -hmm. boys, and even some of the girls, will not read. For some reason in middle school, we drop off where um, they think reading is for schoolboys, um, and they won't do it. And so what we find is that with the new testing that um, the Common Core, or the SBAC, as we have it here, uh, it's a lot of being able mm -hmm. to comprehend what they're reading. So maybe even like a, a family read, a book that you all read as a family. Um, yeah. Those are things you yeah. can do, then sit now, around and talk about it. Yeah, that, that I, I have been doing and I plan to continue to do it. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I have them, um, you know, I'm in, involved in the church. They go to church every Sunday. They're involved in the church. Um, I, we go to the library regularly, so, you know, we get three weeks to read the book, and then we go back, and, and they read, and I have them then tell me what they read, explain to me, you know, what the setting is, what was the, mm -hmm. the um, main topic of the book, you know. So I have been doing those things. I've been trying to, I, I've been having more of a struggle trying to find 
uh, kind of tools in terms of, of, of math. And I do, I, I heard uh, you guys discussing earlier uh, about, I think, Lou, you mentioned going online and learning about coding yourself. Mm-hmm. That's one of the areas that I'm deficient in, but I want to get them exposed to. Now, granted, I'm trying to do this with, you know, two and a half days out of every week, but I'm still trying to ex- expose them to as much as I can and try to control what I can I can control. So I, I have the reading thing I have been doing. We've been doing that for quite some time now. Well, the math and, I, and that will get that will continue. Well, for any listeners out there that have children and they want to they they want to um, find a resource that you can do math on. Um, there's a great mm-hmm. one. Khan Academy is free. Uh, it's all web based. Khan is with oh. a K, right? Yeah, Khan with a K. K A K H A N. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. K A H N. K H A N. Yeah, it, they have video tutorials. They have um, it's all it's all uh, technology based. So if they have a phone, if they have a tablet, whether it's Android, PC, or Mac, it's irrelevant because it's web based, and it's uh, it's really really good for anyone uh, that wants to brush up on their math skills, even for adults. Cool. Pam. Okay, I will try. I think I, I think I actually heard of that yeah. too. So I will. I will try that one. And just real quick before I let you guys go, I wanted to uh, say I really appreciate the program. I actually, I talk to my mom every day. and She's 80. And um, you had a program, I think it was on dementia or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she and I actually had been talking about that. And I think it was a woman that was on um, on the program with you that day. And she was talking about dementia not being kind of like, um, the usual forgetful things that we often talk about, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm losing it kind of a thing. And she talked about the, how prolonged it is in terms of, it's, you know, it's, it's like forgetting your ride home right. and mm-hmm. things like that. And so it allowed me to have a conversation with my mom, and she started talking to me about the fact that she felt that she was in those early stages because she actually had an episode where she forgot her way home. Aww. So it was. I, I found that to be very helpful to have the discussion. And In fact, we just had a family meeting where we are talking about kind of stepping up for my parents and kind of you know going to the doctors doctors meetings with them and things like that. So that that program was very helpful, and I want want you guys to know that as well as this call being very helpful today. So I awesome, appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you, thanks, Pam, Pam. Thank you for everything, and yeah, thanks for the support. You. All our love to you and your family. Okay. Take care. Okay, thank you. God thanks, bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. I, th- I think another thing just to add from a parental aspect. I was just going to say something from a parent perspective. Yeah. Is, is I think it's important. I don't know the male aspect. If there's a male role model for these three boys because especially at that age we i was fortunate i had two older brothers and cousins yulu but i had you know even older guys you know uncle michael and, and bill i had mentors so i don't know your situation pam or anyone out there but make sure there's a strong male presence in their life that is you know because boys do kind of look at women and men differently they just do. So I think it's important for a, a young man to, to see a, a, a great role model. Yeah, there's, um, we had a couple students that actually um, their parents were having similar problems, and they went out and joined the Big Brother yeah, program yeah. and totally transformed them. It's huge. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. It's huge. We, um, no, I wanted, I wanted to switch gears. Yeah. It's all right, because I, I know we have Louie here. Um, and I, I don't want to waste the opportunity to discuss this. Well, Louie's coming back, too. <laughs> You're, yeah, he will be back. But I, I, I am a Jeopardy champion. I know a lot yes, about a lot. Yes, you, <laughs> um, but switching gears, I want to. I want to go back. Um, I want to go back to August twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four. Yes. Um, the day we my lost brothers our mom. and I lost our mother. Okay. Um, I, I remember, remember calling you. I do. You were actually in Arizona. Yes. I remember the phone call like yesterday. Um, the question I want to ask you. You in baseball? No, I was uh, homie hopping. What the, what's That's home? the name I was given because I was dating Melissa at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> homie hopping. Never heard that. Yeah, me neither until the kids told me that. Okay. Yes. Never heard that one either. Yes. But yeah. you learn a lot. With uh, yeah. Um, my question is, is number one, when, when I told you that mom had passed, number one, uh, what went through your head? Because you're our best friend, you're our brother, um, and you were out of town. Mm-hmm. So... What? How did you feel? Number one, like um, experience that. Number two, um, being away. How did you feel? You know. And then number three, as our best friend, as our brother, how did you feel? What was the way you could support us? Um, good questions. I, I I totally remember it too. Uh, when I fir- when I first heard it, I don't I don't rem- I don't really recall. It was such a shock. It was. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I do remember feeling helpless. Like, here I am, way in Arizona, I can't get there, right? It wasn't as if I could mm-hmm. just, you know, it's a six-hour drive and then, a, you know, a flight, yeah. whatever. But still, you're, you're, you're almost helpless. Um, as a friend, I know, uh, I, I know you guys, so I knew the only thing that I needed to do was just be there. That's really it. I mean, you guys are pretty good about um, if you need something, asking for it. Otherwise, it's really just about knowing that you have support there um, from people that because it's you're it's invasive in your life. You know, my job is just to be simple. You know, whatever you guys need, I'm there to do. Hmm. It's always been like that. Yeah, because um, I, I forget what show it was, but something hit me, and it was it was not only the importance of of you actually losing someone but the opportunity of a friend to help you get over the loss and how they can support um but we never really even discussed all that no but but one thing we had and i don't know what day that was exactly but i know we were playing baseball we were playing canine baseball every sunday and that was that that was very helpful because we played with all of our our best friends your cousin johnny and you were there, and every Andrew and all those guys. Well, Scott. You're forgetting not just not just your uncle Jermaine, your uncle Jackie, Pop, uncle Tito. Yeah, yeah my yeah. dad still talks about how he got that bunt down and popped both his hamstrings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he filled in. You yeah. remember when he filled those in? Those are, but those are, yeah. But that I think that that we we decided to play that Sunday. Yeah, and I think that was actually one of the best things for us because we were surrounded by everybody and and for a couple hours we we got to yeah. be with everyone and play ball a little. And I think you make a good point, Joe, because I think a lot of people when when tragedy hits or when when a shock comes, you kind of just stop, which I understand, but I think it's also to I think the key is to be there. Is like what you said, Louise, is to be there for someone and I think what I'm trying to say is is y- you don't have to be actively present. You could be Right. Like I don't yeah. want to say subconsciously presence, but just the just, fact that we're playing a game together, just to know that not even around. talking about it, but just that connection you feel by having bodies around you is sufficient, you know. So and and it goes for everyone who's going through any type of situation. Just being there is half of it, you know what I mean. And and it goes like I said, even with Pam's situation with the boys, if, if you can find an activity where you're just there together as a group, it goes a long way, right? You know. Yeah, the, yeah. One of the other parts, you guys, that we're, we, you know, being a school teacher, um, we're always trying to instill this work ethic and this, this feeling in our students, especially at our school. Um, and one of the things that we really, really harp on with them as well is a lot of them have gone through a lot of stuff. We have foster children. We have just, just a lot of things. Um, but we don't, we really tell them we're there to support you and we're not letting you use it as an excuse why you're not going to be successful. Mm. Right. That's, Mm. that is, that is probably the most important thing. So the girl I was telling you about, she's got straight A's. She was on a robotics team. She could have easily just fell into a funk, but we didn't let her. I love that. So here's my question to you. How do you go about doing that without coming off insensitive or, or coming off as not understanding, which is what I assume you may get from certain either students or family members. I think it's kids aren't stupid, man. They see right. They they know they know if you're sincere and if you're not. You know mm-hmm. they. So I think it's really important that one we have places where they can go, but kids don't want to talk to that counselor or they don't want to go up to the to to talk to the principal. Yeah. They build relationships, and I think it's something that they have three years with me we're constantly building those relationships and our school is more about or our program is more about those personal relationships than it is about if they're you know know the states and the capitals which is great which is more important to have those relationships for sure in middle school and i know you're a solid teacher because for those that don't know louis louis can get strict but he's full of love (laughs) and he's he wants what's best for you period you know what I mean? And like you said, kids aren't stupid. I think they feel that. Yeah. So when I when we came and visited you, uh, <laughs> right. I brought Royal and, and Royal Prince Paris and, and yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we came and, and did some work with with Louis and his <laughs> students, and it was just so cool to see Mr. Yeah. Tappy. Mr. Tappy, Tappy, Tappy. 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 <laughs> I love him, you know. And and you're perfect for that, Louis. But that's but that's why I love teaching, and it's just you, you you're making a difference every day. And and like you said, it's important to to not let them think. They're, they're at a disadvantage or they can use it as a crutch. I think that's very yeah, strong. They, they can't. There's not, 
there's too many people. We make too many excuses for yeah. too much stuff. And the reality is, is that I'm learning this as a, now that I'm a, you know, Terrell spoke to me about a coach. I'm now coaching girls softball. What age? And, oh, Lord. Uh, my daughter, <laughs> it's 10, 11, 12. I've got okay. them all. But it's a different beast. You know, I, I'm so used to being so hard on my, on my girls. You yeah. know, that's how my father was. And but girls are different. You yeah. know, they play, they play, <laughs> they play based on how they feel, you know, yeah. so I can't be yelling and screaming. And, you know, so it's making me a better person too. You know, it's a choice. We have choices to change. And yeah. that's always been kind of, we have that choice. Are you reading anything right now though? Any books? Oh, any books? Yeah. No, um, I, cause I'm taking a class. I'm taking a Python class. So that's what I. Python. But, yeah, coding, scripting. Okay. scripting. I was about to say, you yeah, learning snakes on <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, but I did. I did. I've been reading a book called. Um, actually, I'm, I'm listening to a book. I don't okay. read because I, I, I like to multitask. So I'm listening to. Uh, it's called the Westing Game. An Ooh, old school. I haven't heard that. It's one. a. It's a. It's a fictional book. Okay. And then I'm reading Design Your Life. Same book that I started with you. Cool. Kind of redesigning. Um, I, I am looking at an approach of worrying about things I can control. That's my, that's my new goal. Forever growing. Forever growing. Okay, we're going to take another phone call. Who do we have on the line right now? It's Meredith again. How are you, I Meredith? am actually really calling for Louie this time. I love wow. it. Louis, wow. I am a substitute teacher. Oh, welcome. <laughs> that's how I started. Oh, Oh, my goodness. I started because my sister-in-law was is a uh, principal in mm-hmm. Wisconsin, and okay. she told me, she said, start out as a teacher's aide where you can get a feel of the class and then maybe move up to a teacher. Well, I just moved to teacher, and I'm like you. I try to teach more in the inner city school mm-hmm. area because I like working with those kids because a lot of times, you know, they get you know, overlooked. Right. And when I tell you, dealing with the general population, I think I called you guys back a couple of months ago and I told you how I work with special needs and that was my passion. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing that sometimes it's better working with special needs (laughs) than general population. I've been kicked. I've been punched. (laughs) I've been like, today, I was just hit today with someone. It is crazy out there, but at the same time, I love it. I love Helping because the kids, you know, I when I say I was kicked and punched, those were my special need kids. But the general population kids, they're to me, it's just I don't know. It's a different generation than the generation we grew up in. Just like with the profanity, kids swearing in class. I have to tell them every time when I go in class, I say, "Look, guys." I'm not going to be your teacher because my teenage daughter taught me how to be a substitute teacher. I said, I'm not coming in trying to be your teacher, but as a substitute teacher, I do expect three things. That's one, to listen to me while I'm taking attendance. Do not use profanity in in front of me. And I have a little thing about kids smacking and popping gum. And don't (laughs) use your headset with the music all out. Those are the only things I ask. And half of the kids cannot understand why they can't use profanity. And I just tell them, Mm. growing up, yes, I wasn't a goody two-shoe. I used to use profanity in high school. But I never would have thought to swear in front of a teacher. I just... I just can't comprehend that. What but age group is this? I'm, I'm with you with the with the public school. You gotta what I'm you're because you're you're striking a chord with me right now because I hear you because it's it's rampant out on the play area as well as in the classroom and so the way we've been trying to uh, deal with that is we've been explaining to them look uh, how can you say anything when you turn on a radio station like Power 106 on the regular radio station and you basically can fill in the words that are being bleeped out or left that yeah. you know uh, two live crew was getting Luke Skywalker was was in the Supreme Court getting banned when we were growing up listening you couldn't yeah. listen right, to that, right. you know <laughs> so society wise it's it's really changed but what we have to educate our 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 children and our students on is when it's okay to use that right when in a classroom with the teacher out on the playground that's probably not the best spot but when you're with your friends and you you know, there are little things like that. There are time and a place. School is not the place because we've been having the same problem. But it is so – it's society. Your man. kind of advice is don't don't go for the kill. Just kind of 
like don't, you can't say you're, don't ever say that yeah, yeah, because they're not you're going to lose them. You're you're yeah. They're, you're, they're never going to buy. Gonna but buy you're going to you got to teach them. Look, this I'm not going to be able to yeah. say never do yeah. that because you're probably not going to listen. But my don't just do it here. Well, There's go, a time go, and a you place. Know, so what you're going to go into a job interview and they're interviewing you. You're going to be throwing the f bomb around. Yeah. I mean that's right. that's really what you're setting yourself up to do. Now you know me. I have a bad mouth when I'm on that <laughs> baseball field or with you guys. You know, but. When I'm in that classroom or when I'm on talking here or doing, I know yeah. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know the general, but you have the respect it, no, the for what yes. Yeah. But it, how? But listen to the lyrics. I mean, it's, it's tough it's for them. Tough yeah. right yeah. now. It's a. I, I don't even know. I scare. It scares. And me. it's interesting you would say that too, because that's one of the things I tell them. I said I'm not using profanity in front of you. And my daughter tells me because she's a she's a senior. She tells me how some of her instructors will swear, and I just, I'm like, what is wrong with, I, it's just me personally, <laughs> no, I just no, don't you're right, get Meredith. that oh, double no, well. Look, there's, there's one thing, like, I, you look, I, I, I am all about fitting in with the kids, that's why I can juju on the beat with the best of them, but... <laughs> Not cuss, you know. You have to be that role model. So you know, I, it, it's hard. It, it's just a hard time right now to be an educator. Um, it's just super hard. What's your advice for Meredith? Who's uh, Meredith? Are you planning on pursuing the education field? Are you planning on being a full time teacher? Or are you going to just do as a substituting? No, actually, I, you know, because remember, I told you guys last week I'm moving out there, and actually, I'm gonna try to sub during the summer out there. Okay. But no, I do. I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna stick with high school and teach biology, or actually do special ed because that's what I'm getting my master's in. Mm. But it's just I don't know. It's just I love it, and I want to be there for the teenage generation. But at the same time, I'm sometimes I do get frustrated because, like last week, I had a child tell me to shut up, and I, I mm. let's just say I can. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. we'd all Louis, respond I'm, the I'm, same what way. Did yeah. you just say? <laughs> so, Louis, what would be your advice for Meredith, who's who's going down this road? As it, you know, here's here's my advice to you, and this is the advice I give to all my teachers: don't take it personal. They're kids. Um, I, I still think about when we were in middle school, some of the decisions or even high school, some of the bad decisions we've made. Um, I think the most important thing, um, at least for me personally, that has been that has allowed me to be successful is I never hold a grudge. I've been told to shut up. I've been told the F word and I just laugh and I just go, hey, I'm getting paid whether you tell me the F off or not. I don't you know, it's yeah. not worth it for me to fight with them and to give them that that satisfaction of knowing that they pushed my buttons. I mean, I've been trained by Terrell Jackson, who pushes the most <laughs> oh, buttons. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're so, welcome. Meredith, hold on. You're going to have welcome. to hang with us for 20 seconds. Because Louie just did something. Terrell Jackson, and for all of you out there, he is he took pride in getting under your skin. In the he, dome. He, he would <laughs> study it. Live. He would live in it. So Louie just hit something right on the head. It, he got a lot of great practice yeah, from Terrell. Terrell you guys all mentally yeah. tough. <laughs> Terrell so you guys did make us me, mentally tough. me now. Because it's not easy. It's not, and I applaud you for, for dealing with students with disabilities. Yes. That's my passion as well. Um, so t that's where TJ, um, Paris, and Prince came and visited is with my teammates program. And yeah. if I could do it all over, I would have probably been a special education teacher. Why, though? Because they're just... They're, they just smile. Yeah. They smile. They're so happy. Yeah. They're especially yeah. the one you saw them. Yeah, I was awesome. It was <laughs> incredible. It's incredible. And, and you wake every day. I mean, I wake up excited to go to work every day, but I wake up even more excited to see them in the morning. That's awesome. You know, it's important. And I'm serious. I know I have to get off here, but yeah, you're right. Because like I said, my special ed kids, I've actually literally been punched by them. Like I said, today I was working to, uh, there with them. I got hit. But still, at the end of the day, I love those kids because mm -hmm. they are so genuine. And you, you, they, you, I mean, you just, I just, I'm an advocate for Good. kids that with special needs. So I, I agree with you. They are definitely special kids. So. But thanks for taking my call, guys. Thank so, you, uh, Meredith. Yeah. Thanks for the support. So. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. So two great phone calls. I wish we had more time. We're only two minutes. We only have mm -hmm. two more minutes. But is there anything, first of all, any you guys want to say? Just real quick, is it a respect thing? Is, like, is this generation just not? Well, it's a society. Well, I don't know. It's cultural. Um, you know, uh, in other countries, teachers are revered. They're, mm -hmm. They are respected and they are, they are paid, you know. 
mm-hmm. what their value is. Um, unfortunately, there's a you know it, it's it's just it's, it's not an appreciated. Um, profession and, and i'm gonna add to that because I, I think when we grew up like i remember mom used to have us you know bring gifts to our teachers mm-hmm. and and i don't see that as much nowadays and i think a lot of kids and even families take teachers for granted yeah and what they need to understand is your kid is spending hours and right. hours yeah. with that they person so they shape them so i think it starts at home too and any of our listeners you have kids to tell your kids to make sure they're respecting their teachers and, and the authority at their school and and you know just being a good role model for for everyone i think it, it goes a long way mm-hmm. very, very true so. i look that's the most i can deal with i can deal with squirrely kids i yeah. can't deal with mean kids yeah that are just flat out mean and disrespectful yeah that's it tough makes it tough yeah uh, before we go, Lou, any you're always working on some cool pro- project to oh, help yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. What are you working on now? So I have so much going on. So right now, you know, I'm going to post some. I'll post some images um, on my Instagram, or I'll send them to you guys, and you yeah. guys can. So right now, we are. I'm actually working with Mr. Terrell over there. Nice. Uh, we have uh, built a new music studio. Cool. Uh, that's one of our big ones. We have a. Um, we're the big push for you parents out there that you have the STEM movement. Um, we are part of the STEAM movement, where our A's stand for um, arts and athletics, because athletics are a huge part. Um, and then we're looking at kind of opening up our own um, school. In the Char- next like a couple- charter school? Yeah, like our own charter school, um, cool. just because we want autonomy to do some of the crazier things that no other schools are doing. That's awesome. And what's going to be di- Can you share what sure, will be Sure, we're not going to have any bells. Um, we are going to be working completely on passion learning. So students, like right now, Terrell's helping me with my students. Um, we took the sample of California Love by Tupac, and uh-huh. we're writing our um, school song with the lyrics. And so that's the passion project of my musicians. I have kids that are building video games. I have newspaper article writers. So it's about finding their passion. And we have a saying, we want to find their passion so it will eventually lead to a pathway, which will be a job. Cool, so that's man. That's awesome, buddy. Cool. Any any websites? Any um, social media? Not yet. No, I got my Instagram. Oh, I'll show. I, I, know, well, I don't care. You don't want to share it here? I don't even know how to do it. Just look for Lou Tapia. <laughs> Lou Tapia. Lou, what? Right. I don't even know. We'll we'll find something and then we'll we'll share it. But Louis, you're awesome. Thank man. you. I, yes. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I uh, anytime you need some education or anything. Hey, whenever know. you're off, because Louis's normally in school at this time and it's spring break for him. But anytime you have a break, make sure you let us know so you could join us. Even if we have a guest, you could be our co-host. You're a bro to us. Yeah. Your family. It. So we we'll always love your perspective. And and, you know, you're incredibly smart, especially when you said I was the smartest. That, that, was, a, that was a highlight. That was your only slip up. Todd, you were close, too. Uh, <laughs> you were close, too. Todd was close. Because um, I'm not a parent, right? <laughs> right. I waited too long. Well, it was a fun show like I thought it would be. Louie, you're awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, Todd, Cheryl, anything else you guys want to share? No, no that's no. it. We're good. All right, cool. Well, thank you for listening. We're here every Wednesday from 1 to 2 Pacific Standard Time. If you found our program helpful... You can and can afford to do so. Please text DDJF at four one four four four, and you can set up a simple donation. Even a dollar a month would help. So anything would help. We're trying to do great programs. I did the disclaimer. It's a little late, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean people are still listening. Yeah, well, I did it earlier. Okay. But any little bit, we're about to we're we're starting to roll out our programs for the year mm-hmm. to help kids in need and help everyone really. But any little bit will help, and and it keeps things like the radio station and the radio show going. So thank you guys so much for listening, and that's pretty much it, right? See you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Power of Love. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Support for our Power of Love radio show comes from a variety of generous donors, including supporters from institutions, individuals, and corporations through the D.D. Jackson Foundation. DDJF is a nonprofit 501c3 organization.